Welcome to Money's a Mitch podcast. I'm Mitch Newman, and I am determined to provide you with the best of the best state-of-the-heart tools and techniques to support you in redefining, reframing, and reigniting. That's a lot of re's. That flame inside of you that will propel you to your next levels of success. Together, we're going to explore and do a deep dive into really all aspects of conscious leadership and what it really takes to lead oneself and others at this higher level of consciousness with the intention and the outcome of creating maximum impact and contribution in all areas of your life. We will laugh, most definitely cry, the good cry, of course, hopefully, and without a doubt, discover the magic that exists inside of each and every one of you. So, if you're not afraid of the unknown, let's get to it. Mastery is defined, and I'm just pulling this up here, as the comprehensive knowledge or skill in a subject or accomplishment. Comprehensive knowledge or skill in a subject or accomplishment. Now, for purposes of today's podcast, we're going to be talking about mastery and less about knowledge, less about knowledge, because that kind of, to me, is a given. It's really about the application of that knowledge. It's really about the skill and action one takes towards achieving something on a consistent basis. That's mastery from my perspective. And Webster. (laughs) Webster as well. We share the same definition. Now, what's interesting about mastery, it's it's really a a double-edged sword because we become masterful. We think of mastery as, as something that we become really skilled at and really good at. But there's also things that we become really good at and skilled at that don't necessarily serve us. So we can look at our past history and say, gosh, I really mastered procrastination. Here are the skills that I developed. Here's the action that I didn't take or did take to confirm that reality. And wow, I was really good at it. That is mastery. So the reality is, is that We first have to kind of stop and take a look at what we haven't gotten that we say we want and then look at those beliefs that perhaps we outgrew that suddenly became limiting that we still bought into and that created a scenario and a dynamic where we became masterful at something that really didn't make our heart shine, that didn't really light us on fire, that didn't really excite us that didn't really uh, really bring that joy within us to extend outward to other people. So mastery becomes that double-edged sword, so it works on both sides. And I, and, and I learned an exercise a long time ago, which was, it was this notion, and I've actually put it into play at a couple different events where I've done this, uh, these breakout sessions with groups, where I give, literally give everybody an Academy Award little statue, little plastic statue, not a real Academy Award, a plastic replica of the Academy Award. And I would have them give an acceptance speech for all of the things that they didn't believe about themselves and then how they made those non-beliefs truthful, 
how they thought they were worthless and then how they went out and proved it to themselves and other people that they were in fact worthless. And they do it as an exercise and it's in it's fun and it's lighthearted. And it also it brings some tears up for people as well. But I want people to understand that if we can start from a place of accepting the mastery on the side of 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 things that didn't serve us or we didn't want anymore, but yet we're so proficient at creating, that we understand that that is still mastery and that's worth celebrating. So the idea is that if you could take some non-truth and make it true, wow. Now, just imagine what you could do with the truth. And I've done this in small groups and everybody would get up and within their small group and and they would uh, give their a speech, their acceptance speech, and they they thank people <laughs> from their past. They would thank mom and dad. They would uh, thank themselves. They would recall a story or an incident and share with the group. And everybody would smile and laugh and support and hug, whatever was necessary to support that reality that that's what's created. And at the end, everybody would clap and it was a big applause and it was really accepting the award to prove that you are masterful, that if you could actually take a non-truth and make it true, what could you actually do with the truth, man? Like if you actually bought into the truth and the magic of who you are, what could you possibly create? Now, there's inherent challenges in that process when you're really learning how to lead yourself is, is having that heart-to-heart with yourself first and foremost. Maybe pull in a friend or two and, and talk about the mastery that you created in the past that you're done with, um, that is no longer serving, that served its purpose, served its point, confirmed its truth, even though it wasn't really true, but confirmed it because you made it so and you revealed how powerful you are to be able to do that. And then to talk about where it is that you want to go and what is the real truth? What is that next level of truth that isn't rooted in what limits you, but is rooted in what expands you. Suddenly, that's a whole different conversation because now you're able to lead yourself at a much more prolific point of time in your life to be able to then go and experience and achieve and then be able to model that for other people. If that's what you want. I mean, modeling it is always great, especially if you have kids to show them what's possible. If you have a good group of friends and you push each other and desire to always be better and grow, those are great conversations and great stories and great examples of of creating mastery at the next level. And some people, it's just a very personal road. I just want to become masterful at things that I do. And for others, it's Well, now that I've done it for myself, I want to be able to do other people. I want to be able to lead teams. I want to be able to lead groups. I want to be able to do seminars. I want to be able to inspire people. Whatever that looks like starts with leading yourself and building that confidence and trust and truth in yourself that that this is possible. So now that you accept the mastery on, on one side and you're able to accept it on the other side, then you can create and actually Go ahead and deliver on the truth of who you are and what you're about and where you want to go and what you want to achieve. That's the whole point of it. That's what mastery is. So the interesting dynamic then becomes, okay, 
So how do I, and what are the ways in which I can pursue mastery in, a, in an arena, in a field, in a subject matter, uh, through experience, to be able to build that level of credibility with myself? So first and foremost, I think the key is to set a, an intention towards mastery, set a desire to pursue mastery as a daily goal, regardless of what the task may be, regardless of what the outcome is that you're seeking. The best way that I've found to do that is to set small intentions, set small goals for myself that I can consistently deliver on to build that level of credibility towards that those experiences that I'm seeking. And that really is a necessity because that confidence happens not because I set a larger goal for mastery in something significantly further down the road, but that I actually look at it as what can I create now? What can I manifest now? What can I pursue now from a place of excellence, desiring excellence, desiring to be able to move forward in a way that really affords me the opportunity to learn and to grow, regardless of where I take it, regardless of who ultimately gets involved, if anybody else gets involved. But that that single pursuit that single singular intention that I set for myself of achieving mastery. Now, stuff's going to come up. Challenges are going to be presented, sometimes uh, on an hourly basis, sometimes for sure on a daily basis. And the question then becomes, how do I respond to that? And what I have found is, is that right now we're living in really challenging times where there's a lot of opportunity to get pulled down into the muck. There's a lot of polarization. There's a lot of uh, weaponizing of fear. There's a lot of people that seem to exist on opposite sides of an equation and not necessarily finding themselves with a ton of wiggle room. So the goal for me ultimately is to be able to find a way to meet people in the middle. And the way I do that is to be able to ask the question. And this is a key question that I ask myself is what would mastery do? So I'd be presented with a situation or circumstance or somebody would ask me a question and they're asking it in a pointed way, maybe even challenging my current beliefs about a particular issue. And I stop and I pause and I check in and I slow my breath and I say, what would mastery do? Sometimes I ask, what would love do? And it's amazing how that centers me into a place where I'm now responding from my higher self. I'm responding from my future self. I'm not responding from a previous agenda. I'm not responding from ego. I'm not responding from any pre-existing fear that may have at one point or another controlled the course of my day, determined the choices that I made, determined the, the outcomes that I was seeking. But to just pause to just be willing to ask the the more powerful question. What would mastery do? Really checking in. And not just ask it, but answer it. Sometimes just the thought will pop into my head, well, mastery would do this. Sometimes I have to sit with it and write it down. I need to do a little bit more investigating. But what it does is it challenges me to be present. It challenges me to look inside. It challenges me to drop really 
from my head to my heart to really answer the question from my heart. And it's amazing what comes forward. It's amazing the choices that I'm able to see. It's not a one thing or another. There's not two ways of looking at it. There's multiple ways of looking at it. And if we're looking at something through the eyes of love, through the eyes of mastery, realizing that the past is just that, it's the past. And if I'm going to create something new and dynamic, I have to be willing to challenge myself in ways that I've never challenged myself before. I have to be willing to pursue mastery at all costs. Now, do we ever achieve mastery? I don't think so. I think it's always the challenge. I think it's always the, the, the dangling carrot and seeking an outcome of mastery, but realizing that it's, not, it's less about getting to that place where you've somehow fully arrived or I've somehow fully arrived, but then I'm answering the question and I'm taking masterful action and I'm coming to a masterful result or masterful outcome because it's my head is on holiday. My, my heart is leading. And I'm able to respond in a way that affords me an opportunity to create something bold and something beautiful and something so much better than I've created before. And it's amazing that pause, what it does for you. It's amazing that pause when it shifts your energy back into your heart and people can hear you speaking from your heart. And that tone and that frequency is suddenly raised and elevated and it challenges the people you're involved with, the people that you're talking to, the people that may be engaged, people who may share a polar opposite belief, suddenly hear you speaking in a way which isn't, isn't about convincing them of anything. Just really showing them a path towards love. Showing them a path towards compromise. Showing them a path towards the middle. Showing them that place uh, we talk about all the time here, Rumi's field, out beyond wrong-making and right-making. There is a field. I don't know if it's wrong-making. Maybe it's wrong-doing and, and right-doing. But you get the point. There is a field. I'll meet you there. That's where stuff gets done. That's the place where we all get to say, what would mastery do in this situation? And myself, as a masterful person, someone who desires and seeks a masterful outcome, what opportunities await me by simply making a slightly different choice? One that is more inclusive. One that isn't necessarily righteous and judgmental and having to know the answer, but something that inspires me, shifts my energy, allows other people to pick up on that. And like I said, to, to potentially inspire them, to, for them to join in. Now all of a sudden, what we once saw as conflict and some people to choose to run from conflict, they actually run towards the conflict. They want to be a part of it. They realize the conflict is an opportunity, is a breakthrough waiting to happen. Is a, it's, a, it's a cry for better. Something is up for healing. And we want to be a part of that. In our quietest moments, when we 
put aside all the rhetoric, when we put aside all of the things that activate our emotions, activate fear, activate doubt and uncertainty, when we put all that aside and we drift back down into our heart, we just allow ourselves to sit there for a brief moment just to to be a part of that energy. Suddenly, we know what mastery would do. And suddenly, we know what love would do. And we respond and we act accordingly. And hopefully, hopefully other people will seize our energy, see our energy, want to be a part of that, and meet us there. I'm Mitch Newman. We'll see you again next time. Hey, so if you like this episode, make sure to subscribe to this podcast so, you know, we can hang out every Monday. You can also follow me on Instagram at Life's a Mitch. And if you feel so inspired, make sure to tag me in your stories. I really appreciate hearing from people who are listening in. So if you have any ideas, any feedback, any questions, don't be shy. Please send them along. Who knows? Something you share or suggest may spark a future episode. So until next week, remember, life's a Mitch and then you thrive. 